Hey everyone, welcome to the How To Gurus, a podcast with honest conversations from everyday people about how to do this thing called life. I'm one of your co-hosts, Tiffany, and today you're listening to episode seven, where my co-host Craig and I are going to discuss how to be fit ish. You will hear us discuss our ever-evolving fitness journey, what it's looked like for us down through the years, what it looks like now that we're both in our midlife. We actually intended to discuss some nutritional aspects of fitness as well, but we ended up talking mostly about working out. So maybe we'll pick up what nutrition looks like for us in a future episode. As always, please follow and subscribe to the How To Gurus in your favorite podcast listening app so that new episodes will just load right into your app every Monday without you having to do anything to find them. Also, we love it very much if you will please give us a five-star rating if your app allows that and also leave a written review of the show. This is a great way to help others find our podcast. Please follow us on social media at the How To Gurus podcast on Instagram and the How To Gurus on Facebook. We'd be so grateful if you will please share this show with your family and your friends. And without further ado, here's our show about fitness. Hey, Tiff. Hey, Craig. What episode is this? Um, I can't keep up. I think this is seven. Seven. Nice. Yeah. So welcome to the How To Gurus. Welcome. Right along. Yes. Episode seven, I'm pretty sure. Glad to actually be recording this. We had a little uh, <laughs> confusion on the uh, recording app that we have, and I accidentally right-clicked on something and made it sound like robots and couldn't figure out how to get it done. So It was quite a journey. Or undone, excuse me. So we're recording this a whole day later. We sat yeah. down last night to record, and Craig was trying to adjust some, we have this um, what do you call that thing? A mixer, an it's audio a mixer, mixer. app, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's his one job. Yeah, and I <laughs> accidentally right-clicked on a box that I didn't even know I did, yeah. and it made us sound like robots. <laughs> so we completely tailspin. Completely deleted the whole system, re-downloaded it, and then I did it again somehow, mm-hmm. and that's how I figured out that I did it. Mm-hmm. Such a rookie mistake. It was quite the journey. Yeah. It's okay. It's bound to happen. I don't think we were meant to record last night. Anyway, you told me I had low energy. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't feeling your vibe. <laughs> it was the tired vibe. <laughs> yeah. You seem much better tonight. Thanks. Glad to have I you. I do feel better tonight. Yeah. yeah. I'm more rested, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, it's a good topic to have about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about fitness. Fitness. How to be fit ish fit ish that's a good one because mm-hmm. i'm kind of fit ish that's how i feel about myself oh no you're fit i'm fit ish oh, that's very generous of you to say but yeah. i am fit ish <laughs> so i'm not my thing for fitness at all see i think i mean you get up early almost every day just to work out that's pretty hardcore yes i do because i can't do it like, I, it, if that's the only time I have to work out is 5 o'clock in the morning, it ain't happening. It's 5.30, but it's very early. 5.30, 5, whatever. Yes. I wake up, my alarm goes off at 5.30, yeah. and I'm usually out the door by 5.45. Yeah, it's just not happening for me if that's the only time I have to work out. I just, I can't. I, just I, I don't have the energy. Waiting. I don't have the focus. All I can think about is I still should be sleeping. 
I do think that a lot of mornings, <laughs> <laughs> but I get up anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been a journey, though. I've yeah. been doing this for about a year and a half, doing the morning workouts. Yeah. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. I mean, oh, it's yeah. very hard. Well, I mean, having the dedication to work out, period, is hard. Right. But when you add on top of it, that's what I'm trying to say, is if you add on top of it, having to get up at the crack of dawn <laughs> to be able to do it. And sometimes, especially in the winter months, it's in the dark, dark and cold, and, cold mm-hmm. and you still do it, that's that's impressive. Now, during the winter months, there are some times when I don't go outside. I just do stuff in the living room. Right. I don't. I have a rule that if it's below freezing, I yeah. don't tend to go out. So I have actually never worked out at home i don't think i've ever done i mean i've done little stuff like we did a little thing we did something like right before vacation one year we all did this that whole family a, little yes. workout thing it was pretty fun a few years ago taylor yeah. i don't know what got into her but she taylor is our daughter who's in high school now she would have been in middle school then yeah we were talking about going to the beach and that we had our beach trip coming up and she said something about I'm going to get abs for the beach or I can't remember what she said. <laughs> she thought I was going to accomplish it in six weeks. She did. And I yeah. said, well, I have, it was a Jillian Michaels DVD. I used yeah. to use Jillian Michaels DVD I, I, I a lot. I absolutely can't stand that now. When I told her, I said, if you want to work out your abs, I have this DVD. You and I can do it. We had like six weeks till the beach or seven weeks yeah. till the beach when she said it. And you not knowing of what you spoke. <laughs> Because you heard me and her discussing. I was trying like, to encourage. I'll do that with y'all. I'll do it with you. We can make it a family I was thing. trying to encourage. You, well, and then you roped Rylan into it, yeah. who really did not want to be doing it. He was in elementary school, what, and he what? complained the whole six weeks that he got told he had to do it. And then about the second weekend, you were really regretting what you had said to her. <laughs> I wasn't regretting it, but... You were so regretting it. I just didn't like it. So, you complained so much about that video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not much of a get down on a mat and do these leg kicks and hikes and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I am the old school weight You're you not know, much of a room. core workout guy. You're a upper well, body workout shows. guy. It shows tremendously. <laughs> Rocking the The older guy. I get, I'm getting that dad bod thing that i've got to take care of at some point in time but you've been interested in fitness for a long time it maybe has varied and been on different levels like what it looks like now in your 40s versus what it looked like when you were in your teens and 20s is different but you've still always had you've maintained an interest in it for pretty much as long as i've known you oh absolutely i love working out i haven't been doing it lately as much as i would like to it's one of those things that there's been times in my life when it was like, it doesn't matter what's going on. I'm going to make it a priority. You tried some early morning workouts for yeah. a minute. I mean, you've tried them off and on. Yeah. It's not been your jam. But I mean, even, you know, with making that a priority, sometimes it was just, it was tough. But then just, you know, certain things in life, you know, as life goes on, it just gets hard to do. Yeah, and you've got to have, yeah, the dedication to fit it in. And that early morning is probably the easiest thing, but I just can't get motivated. Just can't get motivated. And there are mornings here and there where I skip, but I usually make up for it on the weekend. Because yeah. I try to work out four to five times a week. So if we've gone to bed really late or I just haven't maybe felt well for a couple yeah. of days, like when allergies are kicking up or something, yeah. I have skipped, but then I try to get one in on the weekend. Because what I try right. to do is work out Monday through Friday Right. So then I don't feel like I have to do something on the weekend. Hey, you rest and days it, are on the weekend. Yeah, it kind of gives me 
Oh, I like I have the weekend to well, look forward to and not have to work out if I don't want to. Right. And I think there's a healthy balance there. But I also think, especially for me, is I've always had a physical job. That Yes. That's so getting up and working out in the morning mm-hmm. and then going to a physical job all day long is tough. So maybe as I get older and as I maybe graduate into a less physical job, maybe yeah. maybe I'll get up and go in the mornings. Maybe. You can keep my schedule. Well, I didn't mean that early. Less physically demanding job. I didn't mean that early. Uh, but why not? Maybe at least one more hour. Oh, and yeah, that makes a difference, that one more <laughs> yes, hour. Because whenever I skip a workout, it's just one more hour. Because I get up at 5.30, get my clothes on and put my contacts in and all that and get the dog and... Because yeah. the dog likes to work out with me. <laughs> yeah, dog works out with me. Dog works out with me. Pick my podcast or my audio book and get all that. Till I do all that, it's about 5.45. Yeah. So I work out until between 6.30 and 6.45, depending yeah. on what specific workout I'm doing. So if I'm sleeping in, then I still need to be up by 6.30 because that's when yeah. I start getting ready for the day. And I think the advantage of that, too, is that you do another caveat to talk about is that you work out here at home. Mm-hmm. I've got to run to the gym. You know, I'm going to be driving to the gym, you know, like check in, go minutes, to the yeah. locker room, put your stuff up, and then come home and get ready or get ready there and go straight to work, whatever. So, yeah, it adds a difference. And I do think working out at home would be an advantage uh, yeah. to that and would be a really cool thing. So I think my ultimate goal, and we've talked about this, mm-hmm. is to eventually have something here at the house. Yes. Make a workout room out of maybe a corner of the garage or something like that. Yes. You know, make a little workout station. As I get older, I don't need as much. Right. You know, I'm not doing as much as what I used to back in the day. Right. Well, why don't you talk about back in the day? Tell the people, where did your fitness journey start? What brought you into an interest in it? Because it's not something you got from, like your family is not no. like a fitness family or workout people necessarily. I mean, they're active people. No. But you got into like specific yeah. things. My uncle was like into powerlifting and stuff like that in high school. He didn't do it like long term or anything like that. He just did it, I think, back in high school school and stuff like that. Anyhow, in high school, you know, I think it's just kind of every, not every high school guy's thing, but, you know, most, a lot of high school guys, you know, get into it in high school. Just kind of starting the fitness. No, no, no. Just getting into the weightlifting, you know, doing all the. Let me show you how much I can lift, you know, and do all this. And you, you just terribly do it wrong, you know, doing it because you don't know what you're doing. You know, you have no clue. So I did a little bit in high school, nothing major whatsoever. But when I went to college, I had a job in college and it was at a health and um, health food store, excuse me. They had a whole sports nutrition area and I really gained a lot of knowledge in learning how the, not only the actual working out part of it, but also in the nutritional aspect of it and how that really helps out so much more when you don't, you know, you're beating your body up Mm -hmm. and you're, I mean, when you're working out, you're tearing muscle. I mean, that's what you're doing. And in being able to replenish those muscles and being able to get back to a healthy state you know just learning more aspects of that and so I really learned a ton and got into it big time and had a lot of fun with it well the Um, guy who owned the store he was just branching into sports nutrition right 
At the beginning, at, yeah. I mean, he, he had some sports nutrition stuff, but I mean, he branched into his whole own line of, of right. but that's proteins what I mean, and stuff like that. First started working there. Yeah. He was, I mean, he, it's a health food store, but also a supplements, vitamins yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Between you and him, like y'all built this pretty cool yeah. little sports nutrition. He yeah. just learned a lot during the time you were there because you were kind of right. like, the guinea pigs. Oh yeah, it was totally to a guinea do, pig. Yeah, to try stuff, and it just really helped him with his research. Yeah, he'd find this new product, and he'd be like, "Hey, I need you to try this and try it for about six weeks. See what you know. How does it help you in your workouts? How's it, you know, how's it feel, and all this kind of stuff." And so, there's no telling what all I put in my body, but <laughs> no, I knew what I was he putting was in my body. Safe. He yeah. knew, he's you know, still he's in business today. yes. Shout and, out to Nutrition World on Lee Highway in Chattanooga. Heck yeah, um, <laughs> I love him. But yeah, he knew exactly. I mean, he's amazingly talented and smart in everything that he did. We we did. We grew and got to enjoy a lot of the aspects of, I mean, it was so cool because at some point in time, you know, I'd be in the middle of the work day and he'd be like, hey, did you work out today? I'd be like, no, not yet. He was like, all right, take a break. Go back there for an hour and work yeah, out. Because he had recently put in a gym in the right, back of the store. Yeah. And that all happened while you were there. When yeah. you first started working there, there wasn't but that. No, there. no. And he wanted us to look the part. You know, he was like, I want you to look the part. You know, we're going to try to sell this to, you know, a bunch of guys. and Which you already did. You're just a naturally built person. And because think, you had done some working out prior to college, yeah, you already had that that thicker upper body build. I think the technical term for it that I was always told growing up is called, I was husky. You're husky. <laughs> <laughs> it worked to your advantage though because boy. you can put on some upper body muscle quick. Yeah, but mass. the older I get, the the harder that is. I mean, it's more yes. around the belly area. So that's going to be a new journey. A new journey. Okay, that's your new fitness journey. Well, I mean, it's, I'm just saying as I get older, it's a new journey to figure out what to do because, you know, you don't like how your pants fit. You don't like how your shirts fit. You know, I get sh shirts that fit me in my chest and my arms and it looks like a tent, you know, over the rest of my body. <laughs> and they have to just about, you know, and they've got to go over my, my gut. And that's just something that I feel like, I mean, I've always had a, I'm not ever had the six pack. I mean, I have tried and tried and tried <laughs> and I think I had maybe the top, you know, little two pack. It's you know, just not your physique. It's just not my physique. And I think a lot of it is genetics. And I know you can change that. And there are people that can be hardcore and dedicated to that, which I'm not that person. I do it because I enjoy it. I mean, back in the day, you know, in college and stuff like that, probably the most fit I was ever in my entire life. You really concentrated on nutrition. And I then too. concentrated on it. Yeah. In reality, when I even whenever I came out of college and came home, or came back to Murfreesboro, and I kept at it and kept going. I stayed for quite a while in decent shape and in strength-wise, but I was always the more powerlifter style guy. Yes. You know, as far as you know, looks-wise, weightlifting-wise, my style is the old-school style of lifting. I enjoy trying new things, new regiments, new techniques, and stuff like that. And you know, some of them you do, and you'll go for a couple of weeks, and it's like that really hurts. You know, it's it's just not something like that's it. like, I don't know where this guy came up with this, but that is not the way you need to be doing that. And for me, anyhow. And so I'd, you know, do a little more research and find something different. Or, you know, what I like to do is try to find something if I want to just concentrate on biceps or chest or something like that and getting some definition and working on that for a while. And it did, it did really well for many years. But what I'm learning, and this has been just since I turned 40, okay. which everybody's always said once you turn 40, you know, things are. 10 times harder, which you hit that midlife things. Yeah. Change. So getting rid of fat is 
10 times harder. It comes on a whole lot faster than life. As we were just talking about, I, I don't have the consistency. And as we all know, in working out world and in fitness, consistency is key. I just haven't made, and I, I don't think I've ever gotten burnt out on working out, but just with life and the kids and everything like that, I don't think that I've made working out as much of a commitment as I have in the past. And it shows. It can be the easy thing to go on the back burner. Yeah. I mean, you Just know, cause, cause you don't want to take that alone. You know, we're not doing it as a family. Right. Like it's some, it's your journey that you do on your exactly. own time. So well, I mean, you know, just, you know, I'd rather be home and especially with Rylan now, you know, working out in the shop or something like that. So after work, you know, as soon as I can get home, he's home. Yes. You know, he's home by the time I get off work and I get home. So him and I will go out in the shop and work or something like that, you know, and just doing projects. Well, if I'm going to go to the gym for another hour and a half after I get off work, and then by the time I get home, we're rushing around to get dinner. And then he's got to get in bed and get ready for mm-hmm. school for the next day or whatever. And so you just don't get to spend that quality time. So I think that's something that goes through the ebb and flow ebb and flow of life Mm -hmm. and definitely something that i would love to get back into a lot more consistently but i do think just in looking at my personal experience that between the work that i do the schedule and everything like that and the fact that i go to a gym it does make it more difficult Mm -hmm. you know i can eventually get to the point where i could have my own little gym at home or something like that where i could have that consistency be easier it'd just be easier to go out but i've also heard the flip side of that i've heard people say hey i've got a whole gym at home and i go and pay for a membership because the stuff at home i use as a clothes hanger yeah I know that I'm paying for a gym, so I'm going to actually go use this stuff and I'm actually going to go. So, right. you know, I've heard that where, you know, you get the home gym, you get all this, spend all this money, get it all set up, and then you just don't have the commitment to do it because you that. are home and you get all the distractions of everything you got to do at home. Right. So there is both sides of it, but I just have never actually had the opportunity to do that. So I think that's something I want to try here over the next, you know, couple of years or something, you know, get that kind of going. And especially um, as our kids are teenagers, I think they could get some use out of it too. Yeah, I mean they they both expressed that they would like to have something <laughs> like that, so we'll see. But, we'll see what their commitment level is like. But yeah, powerlifting was always my tell the people what are some thing. of your maxes, like, like your highest. It would have been when you were in college and doing. No, that. actually not. It wasn't. No, I actually struggled in college, even though I was in the best shape. That I was in, but like I said, you know, coming out of college and coming back, I still kept that consistency and got into it even more. You joined a gym pretty straight away when we moved to Murfreesboro. It's the same gym you work at now. Yep. I stayed pretty consistent with it, but in college, I hit a plateau that I could not get over. And everybody wants to be like in the 300 club of being able to bench press 300 pounds. Yeah, you can do that. I couldn't though in college. Oh. I got to two ninety or two ninety five, something like that. And I just See, every I time I would put three hundred pounds on there, I just, just couldn't, couldn't it. get it. I could not get it. It was a mental thing. I had a mental block. Mm. Then I remember after college getting into it pretty hard and I was just determined. Mm-hmm. And I remember hitting that first time of hitting like three oh five, then three ten, three fifteen, something like that. And I went all the way up to three ninety five. Three ninety five. Mm-hmm. That's your that was bench my press highest max. bench press max ever. I'm sure I knew that when that happened, but yeah. man, that just seems like so much weight when you say that. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of weight. But yeah, that was my highest ever. I couldn't do that now if you paid me. You um, probably shouldn't do that now. About you have but, a shoulder injury. But You're seriously, not to be doing that now. Within the last year, I hit it pretty hard again and just kind of wanted to see what I could do, and I got up to three hundred sixty. Just in the last year. Mm-hmm. It was about a year ago Dang, now, babe. 
Yeah. Was working out with a buddy of mine. I told him it might have been a year and a half. I think it was about a year to a year and a half, but it was it was recent, what I would consider recent. But anyhow, I told him, I was like, that's the last time. That's it. Well, I was just getting ready to say, I do believe I remember sitting in an orthopedic surgeon's office and told you <laughs> that you were you gotta really going to need that. to stop doing that if yeah. you wanted to avoid surgery. Yeah, yeah. So you just were testing it out. This was not a I regular just, thing. I, well, it was one of those things that we were talking and... You and the workout friend. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you, you got to be able to at least be able to do the cool thing. What, Like I said, back in the day, the cool thing was if you could do double your body weight, mm, which I never bench. got to. I never got to because that's well over 400 pounds because I've always been. <laughs> You're at, you weigh in a little heavier than yeah. a lot of other people. So I was joking with him and then um, I was, we, I said, but you got to start first with just, just bench pressing your own body weight, yeah. not double it, just your own body weight. He's a taller guy. So he's, you know, carries his weight well. So I was like, throw your, throw how much you weight on there and I'll bench press you, you know, that type of thing. And he was like, you can't, whatever. Cause I hadn't really done a whole lot of heavy stuff right. with them. You know, I was just kind of working out. And so we threw it on there and I did it, you know, no big deal. So then that kind of started the ball rolling. I was like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. So I got up to, yeah, got up to about 360 pounds. Wow. Bench press was big. Squatting. I did that a lot till I tore my meniscus. That was in college. Do you remember what your squatting was? Because you have super strong legs. I don't though. They look really strong. I have, yes. you don't even really work on them that much. Yes. Well, I can't as much now because my knee gets so sore, but I only squatted. It was like 460 pounds. I mean, that sounds like a whole lot to me. Yeah, it's not, though. I mean, you look at these guys squatting a ton more than that. I mean, that wasn't a whole lot, but I I did end up tearing my meniscus. Yes, you really beat yourself up in college with some of these things, maxing out and Yeah. I mean, I feel like you took care of yourself nutritionally and stuff, too, but... yeah. And I mean, we did, you know, we try to wear safety stuff and protective mm-hmm. stuff and stuff like that. The body can but only do so much. And you yeah, don't know can only do so much. what your body can do. I mean, everybody, everybody is different. Yeah. You know? So just because one person can do that and not have any problems doesn't mean everybody can. Yeah. So those are things you have to kind of learn as you go. You do. You've got to listen to your body. Yeah. And that's the problem is, is when you're young and dumb. Mm-hmm. Heck, I say young and dumb. I mean, even at my age now, because I just got done talking about how, you know, try to do it again. I mean, you just have to listen to your body because there's times whenever, you know, I'd be bench pressing or I'd be squatting or deadlifting or anything like that. And it would be like, okay, this is really hurting. And, you know, I like the pain of working out, you know, that's got that good, you know, the stretch pain and stuff like that. But there's a difference and you got to know that balance. How do you know the difference between this is a growing pain in I'm building endurance, you know, fight through the pain for to see progress versus this is a pain that is an injury or going to be an injury. Like the injury is more of a sharp pain, Mm, sharp pain. I mean, it's like, Okay, this isn't just the stretch pain. This isn't just the, oh, I'm really sore. This kind of hurts, kind of hurts. It's like that there's a piercing. I got a nail sticking in my mm-hmm. joint that, okay, there's something wrong there. You've gone too far. You've done something. You've messed something up. I think joint pain is a good way to describe it, too. Yeah. And your joints probably ought not be there. Well, I mean, you're going to have some pain. pain in joints when you're doing that kind of weights and stuff like that well, consistency yeah. the thing that i've never gotten into mm-hmm. and i don't understand how their joints hold together mm-hmm. is this crossfit stuff <laughs> i 
I take my hat off to them because they are like hardcore yeah. and they do great workouts and they have great, they have great physiques. I mean, they're like cut and, you know, just muscly. I mean, I've seen some of the competition guys and girls and they're just like, you know, solid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. But there's no way I could do that. No, you're no way. Not up to any of that. Oh my goodness. The first time I try to throw a kettlebell up and over my head several mm-hmm. times right in a row, my shoulders would be like, see ya. I think you have some early onset arthritis and stuff I too, do. though. That does run in your family. Yeah. So I do. That, see, that's what I'm saying. Everybody is different. So yeah. you kind of have that in your genealogy or yeah, whatever. And a so lot, that's going to deter yeah. you from those types of things. And I do think a lot of it is genetics. And I think a lot of, ha- of people have, it's really hard to make a comparison. You know, and I do think that, again, goes back to what I was just saying a little bit ago. I think you can change those genetics Mm -hmm. to a point. To a point, yes. But you can, let's not say we'll change those genetics. We can modify them Mm -hmm. and we can make our bodies probably different than what they should be or what they've been designed to be, you know, as far as that's concerned, you know, because, you know, you modify yourself all the time whenever you start doing that kind of stuff. But the genetics of some people to have that natural, just strength, Mm -hmm. just sheer strength. You look at some of these guys that never touch weights whatsoever. They're farm boys or they're Mm -hmm. just a person that is just naturally strong or something like that. And, you know, you're out doing something with a bunch of guys or whatever. And you've got the guy that is like always in the gym. He's huge. He's cut. Yeah massive they're out doing something and the guy that's never been in the gym before don't care nothing about working out can go over there and grab something and just like crush it just naturally strong. he just lifts something out of the way you know you're you know, out with a bunch of guys or something and you're trying to lift a trailer out of the way or whatever you're trying to do you know and he just walks over and does it and you're like dude you work out no i don't work out i don't care nothing about that <laughs> he's just naturally strong and some people are like that and some people are naturally weak and yeah, they have to work harder you know whatever but well, again, all bodies are different. Yeah. You know, like you are a huskier build using your word. Right. Like you've just been that way all your life. You're not yeah. a scrawny guy. No. Even if you're not working out, even if you're eating perfectly nutritionally balanced all the time, you're never going to be tiny. No. But then there are men who are tiny. They're just small people. And it yeah. doesn't matter how well they eat or how unwell they eat or how much yeah. they work out. They're just never going to be big. No, I remember going through a cutting phase in college trying to cut down, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody thought I was sick <laughs> just because I lost. I think it was like, and you still probably weighed 115 pounds or something. <laughs> I think it was 190 then. Yeah. Again, when we got married, I was 175 pounds, mm-hmm. skinny, thin, but we wouldn't have said you were skinny. No, You've never been but skinny. looking back, I was yeah. skinny thin. You know, even looking at myself, I yeah. think I was tiny. But I was 175 pounds. And within that first two years of marriage <laughs> and going through the college and, and building everything, I the highest I got was 240 pounds. But I only had 12% body fat. Yeah. So it was pretty cut. quite a difference, mm-hmm. you know. Versus now, (laughs) where I'm close to that same weight again, but I am nowhere near that body fat percentage. So (laughs) A little of a different cut. It's a little bit of a different cut. But it was so much of your life then, and you were a lot younger, so your body reacts differently to it. Hormones are different, and metabolism is different, and all those Mm -hmm. things. And you were taking a lot different supplements then. That's one thing you learned so much about supplements during your time in college, like nutritional supplements, that you've been able to you do that all your life and you still do a lot of research about oh, yeah. it depending on what phase of life you're in. And I yeah. feel like now your supplements are more for just 
daily energy. Daily energy and recovery. And recovery. (laughs) Back then you were focused not really on daily anything. It was just all about the workout. Yeah. Every supplement you took had to do with your workout performance. And I don't even feel like that's on your radar as much now. I mean, it is, but it's not. No, you're right. It's it's not as much. It's more about just, you know, overall well, feeling well. Yes. Recovering. Yes, the energy. Because that's a problem. I mean, as we get older, I mean, mm-hmm. you get a, you, know, you just don't feel as well. And that's another thing about working out. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't currently right now, I haven't been able to work out in several weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, just life has just been terribly busy right yes, now. You have a lot going on. I notice a big difference when I've been through phases in life like that, that whenever I do get back into the gym or doing some type of a workout that my energy levels naturally go up. Yes. And that's, that's, I mean, that's like scientifically proven Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you just, you know, get your body moving, that you will feel better, you will feel more energetic, you will, and it's so counteractive in our brain, Mm -hmm. because we think, oh, we're going to, we're going to work out, I'm going to be tired, I don't want to do this, but it helps your sleep, so -hmm. that you do sleep better, you get a deeper REM cycle, it helps your body feel better, it helps Mm -hmm. you get more energy, it helps your heart you know, pumping and get more consistency out of that and just your overall general well-being, you know, and feeling about yourself. And some of that is just it, just your feeling about yourself. You know, I went to the gym and it gives you confidence because you said I went to the gym. I accomplished something positive for myself and for my body and doing something better. So I feel a whole lot better whenever I do go to the gym. And when even even if it's three or four days a week, I mean, my ideal would be to be able to go five days a week, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's only three. Even doing that, you still feel, because even at going, you know, a few times a week, you still feel and can see a difference in yourself, yeah. at least I can, and feel that difference of energy, of feeling difference in my own body, mm-hmm. and even in my mind, and I think it's a, a good, just overall balance of life. That's truly my motivator for working out, especially now at our ages, being middle-aged that's what gets me out of bed in the morning is knowing even on the mornings when I'm so tired which is a lot of the mornings when yeah. I think I could just lay here and not work out but I know I'm not going to feel good about myself later I'm going right. to be actually even more tired if I go back to sleep for uh, that hour or a lot of times what happens is I lay there and I don't really go back to sleep right. I have this battle in my mind of I need to be mm-hmm. getting up there are times where I do have to listen to my body and sleep in that hour but most of the time I feel so much better just getting up and moving and that is what motivates me it's not necessarily about how I'm going to look on the outside but how I'm right. going to feel on the inside and really at middle age working out for me is more about the inside I want to have a healthy heart And keep all my insides working good so that I can be in good shape and be healthy and balanced for our family. That's a huge motivator for me. So maybe you can talk a little bit more about your um, style, but you do more of a HIIT style. Mm -hmm. You like to run. High intensity interval training. Right. The non-workout people might be listening. (laughs) But you do more of that style of a workout and then you do like to run and you've done it more. But you really didn't start working out like you weren't into it whenever I was into college. I mean, you would occasionally come work out or something like that. Yeah. And I think that was more just to spend time with me because, you know, I was going to school full time. I'd get off work late and I I was dedicated to it. So Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, I'm getting off work. I'm going to work out for the next two hours. And if you want, you know, you're like, well, if I'm going to see him, I'm going to have to go to the gym. My fitness journey was definitely a much more slow evolution (laughs) than what yours was. I can't even remember. Like, when did you start working out? Yeah. Well, I mean, 
all my life, really, I've tried here or there. You well, know? you've been active, yes, yeah. but I'm saying like, like actually working active out. Lifestyle, like as a teenager, I did sports and that kind of thing. And then when we were in college, when you were in college and we were early married, yeah, I would come see you when you were working out at your works gym, and I yeah. would like run a mile on the treadmill, yeah. and that would be literally it. I didn't we, touch weights. I didn't do anything. We just got to clarify: you weren't like my gym girl. No. <laughs> So, like, that's a thing. Okay. Like, the I'm guys like, will go around, like, nowadays, the guys will go around, and they got their girl. What and then she she'll, she just kind of stands there and watches them work out, and then she'll, like, take pictures and video them and stuff like and that. It's so weird. And she doesn't work out? She's, like, the groupie? Well, she's got all the clothes, and she's got all the look of working out. But I've, you know, they won't actually, like, touch any weights. They just stand oh, there. No, I was not your gym girl. It's kind of funny. I would run. Yeah. And that would take, I mean, or walk or whatever. And that would take 10 or 15 minutes. And yeah. then you were still doing all your really hard hitting <laughs> Wait, So I just kind of watch you, but I didn't take your picture or, and we would talk. Well, we didn't stuff, have anything but. to take it. I mean, MySpace, what was I going to post it on MySpace? <laughs> well, I don't think we had MySpace then. <laughs> <laughs> well, then when we moved back to Murfreesboro, I'm trying to think, I did not have a gym membership for a long time when we moved back. You did. No. Yeah, I did. And I didn't. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember a time when you actually. I would do workout videos sometimes at yeah. home. And I remember having all those DVDs. Yes. And I I actually got a gym membership when I was a teenager. Manchester opened up this little gym and I got a gym membership there for a little while. But I, don't I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. It was I very brief. That. That's why you don't remember. It was very brief. Well, I'm trying to think. When did I actually start working out at See? the gym? I can't even. Well, remember. I'm not even talking about working out at the gym. I'm saying Just working out in general. like when it took over a consistency for you. Well, I think what, well, I know when that was because when I was pregnant with Taylor, I tried really hard to walk Yeah. because I knew that that was good for me and good for the baby and good for the pregnancy to try to do those things. And I yeah. had been so hit or miss and inconsistent in my life about a dedicated workout time. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I was always pretty active, but honestly, when I got pregnant with Taylor, I was probably the least active I'd ever been just because I was working full time and we were busy. I don't know when you worked out then. I guess just when you got off work or something. I don't know. Some of that time was when I was trying to go in the morning sometimes, you know, yeah. and then I do it whenever I got so off I'd, work. But I would yeah. try to walk with her. And then after she was born, I would still try to walk. I'd put her in the stroller and walk with her and stuff, but I never did much of a workout. And then something just struck me when she was started walking I guess I felt com- comfortable enough to put her in the gym's daycare yeah and I joined the gym that you went to when she was yep. pretty little she wasn't a baby she was like a toddler but you went like during the day I would go during the day because they offered child care and they had a, like morning hours mm-hmm. and afternoon hours so I would usually go during the morning hours because it was less crowded yep. but I got to the point even where if I missed that for some reason then I would go in the afternoon yeah. and put her in the afternoon child care and I did that for a lot of years I did that that was back when you could pay for your whole membership up front for a whole yeah. year and they would give you quite a bit of a discount yeah. so I would pay annually and I did that until I was pregnant with Rylan my membership ran out like in the seventh month of my yeah. pregnancy with him and I was ginormous when I was pregnant <laughs> with him so by the time my membership ran out I was hardly doing anything when I would go I would still go but yeah. I wasn't doing very much and then when he was born I just never went back because I didn't want to take two kids. He was a very needy baby. I didn't want to put him in yeah, the child care. Yeah, he would have never gone into the nursery there. He wouldn't probably have. Or the child care. 
So I think I just got back into doing the videos and stuff. You know, I did have a treadmill for a long time. Like even yeah. before we had kids, we had a treadmill for a very long time and I would use it sporadically. Like yeah, I would get a on nice a kick of using it. Huh? We had a nice dusty treadmill. A nice dusty treadmill. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. <laughs> but I would go through kicks with it. Like I yeah. would go for a good three months using it. We've actually had two go. different ones, I think. Mm-hmm, we did. Yeah. We had a couple different ones. I would use it for several months and then I wouldn't use it for several months and then I would use it for several months on and off. So that's what I'm saying. I was just very yeah. sporadic. So I think when the kids were both little and I didn't have a membership, I wasn't doing anything. I was still being very sporadic about yeah. videos. I had, like I was saying earlier, I had the Jillian Michaels videos and I had the treadmill. Then when we moved to this house, when yeah. he was one years old, we moved to this house and we live on a cul-de-sac and we live in a neighborhood, which is yeah. the first time we've really done that. That in like Because we lived life. on a highway before, so you didn't yes, really... Yes, we lived on a very busy highway before, yeah. so taking a walk was a little bit harder. So I think really moving here is yeah. what motivated me to do it. He started... Rylan really loved to play outside and he started riding a bike when he was like two or three years old. Yeah. So the first way I started working out is I asked you for a bike for a holiday, like for something, for a gift. And you, yeah. you got, you found both of us bikes for like a really good deal. And Taylor already had a bike. So we started biking a little bit as a family, but then Rylan and I would go on bike rides yep. while Taylor was at preschool or kindergarten or whatever. And that kind of started it. And then I got to where I was like, you know, I could, he was kind of slow on his bike because he was little and his <laughs> bike was little. Yeah, I would walk or cut and then I have to kind of trot or jog with him because he was getting faster and it just sort of started there and then I don't really know we have a dog that's seven she made an appearance on the podcast <laughs> an episode or two ago where she barked our dog Lulu yep. we got her she's seven and when we got her the kids and I would walk her yeah. around the neighborhood and she loved it she loved to walk and run and I think that's where I got real consistent yeah. is seven years ago when we got her probably yeah. So you had someone challenge you to do a little race and that got you into the running more. It got me more into running because with Lulu. What we was, was that race? How, do you remember was, how far um, that was? It was a half marathon. What was that called? Uh, it was here in Murfreesboro. The middle half. Middle half. Yeah. There you go. This past year was the last year for it, supposedly. Oh, wow. But yeah, my friend said that she was going to run it and she was like, you run sometimes. Do you think you'd be interested in training <laughs> for that? And at that point, I had never done like a running plan. Right. Really. I would just be like, oh, I should work out today. So I would go run for like really just until I couldn't anymore. A mile, two miles, right. three miles. I think up to that point, the most I'd ever run at one time was six miles. <laughs> and that, I mean, which is a lot for someone who doesn't really run but that's you know i was just kind of sporadic and then also i would get on pinterest and i had a pinterest board of workouts and i would post like workouts or pin workouts that i thought Mm -hmm. would be interesting like strength training workouts body it was mostly body weight workouts i didn't really have weights i would do or like you said the high intensity interval training and stuff but when she challenged me to that and asked me if i would do that with her i for some reason agreed to it (laughs) (laughs) so and that takes a lot of dedication and so you had to do like I remember you having to do like specific amount, like so many months out, you had mm-hmm. to start and work yourself up. Yes. The race what did was that in look October. Like? The race was in October and I started, I had to start my training in July and I'd gotten online and different places have different plans. Like Nike has a plan, but there's this 
Hal Higdon has a plan. It's like, I guess he's like a running guy or a workout guy. I don't really know, yeah. but a lot of people use Hal Higdon. So I got on Hal Higdon's plan and he's got different ones like for beginners or for intermediate. I think I did his intermediate one because I had been, you know, working out consistently, yeah. just maybe not a consistent workout, just kind of doing whatever. And it had you run so much a week, but also do strength training so much a week. And so that got me kind of like, oh, I need to do both. Yeah. You know, you really to to, you needed the workout part, the strength training part to build up your muscles to support your joints. Right. Because running is hard on your joints. Oh, absolutely. So I trained for that for 12 weeks, I think, was the training plan, which was a long wow. time. Yeah, I remember and it was that. hard because you really couldn't skip. I mean. So is that the longest distance you've run? Was the half marathon? Yeah. Like even in the training and stuff, you didn't run more than that? No. Nope. Because I've heard, and maybe you said this, I don't remember, but I've heard some people say that even in the training, they never ran the full half marathon. The full, the first time they ran the full half marathon was when they were running the full half marathon. That would be me. Okay. Yeah. There were plans. So a half marathon is 13 point something, like 13.1. 13.1, yeah. In some of the training plans I looked at, the most distance they had you run was 10 miles. Yeah. And to me, when I saw that, I'm like, well, that's still far from 13. I'd rather get yeah. a little closer to 13. So the plan I chose, I had you go up to 12. Oh, okay. So what you would do is you would run, I want to say I ran four times a week. So you would run like early in training, you would do three miles one day, two miles one day, three miles one day, and then your quote long run you do once a week and it would be four miles that week. Gotcha. So then the next week it'd be three miles one day, two miles one day, three miles one day, five miles for your long run. And they just slowly crept you up like that to where your weekly runs, I want to say my weekly runs maybe got up to like three miles, five miles, three miles, eight miles was my long run. And you only did that once a week. And so I got up to 12 miles the week before the half marathon. And then half marathon day, I ran 13.1. So I wonder what the advantage or what the thought process is behind not actually running. Because usually if you train for something, it's like, okay, I'm training and I can accomplish this and I'm going to do it for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if I want to bench press something, I'm going to train and I'm going to accomplish it. And I'm going to be right at that goal several times before I try to hit it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it seems like that is like, okay, the first time you're ever going to shoot for it, you're going to do it at the actual race. And it's like, what happens if you can't finish it? Well, I think that's what the training is for Okay, to, to build you up. Cause I think the, the thinking behind the 10 miles is if you can run 10 miles, that's yeah. a lot of miles. If you no, can I know, do 10, yeah. you oh, can absolutely. push out another Well, three. I can't do 10. So, <laughs> but I mean, did, so that's a good point. You can push out another three, but in the race, did you feel that extra three miles or did you but feel I that last bit? I ran bit? up to 12. I ran okay. 12 the week before. And no, I don't remember thinking I wasn't going to make it the last mile or anything. Okay. Like, so your body was just honestly, in that rut. Ru- once I got to the double digits, yeah, it was just hard every week. So you just got to that hump you and then it was just like hard. It out. Yeah. yeah. And okay. I remember running down main street and murfreesboro yeah and it was like the last half mile of the after that i can't even feel my legs like (laughs) i just you just are going on your training like your body just knows what to do i hurt so bad after that race i hurt every week after my long run from probably about 10 miles on those double digit miles it was hard on my body and that's why i will not I won't do it again. I did not get bit by any racing bugs, which is what people <laughs> say happens. So I'm hearing a common thing mm-hmm. where I have my heavy weights. I'm not going to do that again because it's too heavy, too hard. 
you're saying the hard double digit runs hard on your joints, hard on your shin, stuff like that. So what does working out look like to be able to save our bodies? That's a great question. I think it depends on the body. For me, it means less running for me. I, even after I finished that half marathon, even though I wasn't training for a half marathon anymore, I still kind of stuck to the training plan Yeah, because I'm a person who likes a plan. I'm yeah. going to do better if I have something to follow because then yeah. I feel compelled to do it like that training for the half marathon. It was like week one yeah. and it's all laid out for you. Your five days of training and right. week two, it's all laid out for you. So I still followed that to an extent. I yeah. just didn't do my long runs. I didn't do as long of miles, but I was yeah. still doing eight, nine and 10 miles like for oh, my yeah. long runs. For yeah. months after the race, I would do that. Yeah, I remember that. But it was killing my knees. My yeah. knees were getting to where they just ached so much. And I was having... We had to get you on some supplements to get that cleared yes, up. Yes, and the supplements really helped. Yeah. I also was having plantar fasciitis. Oh, yeah. To the point where I was limping. And so I just realized there's a different way. There's a better way. And so yeah. I backed off the miles. And I found this app that I really like. And you can pick just random workouts in this app, or you can pick a training plan and they'll give you like a 12 week plan or a six week plan. And you can choose like a cardio plan, or you can choose a strength training plan or a flexibility plan. And they give you workouts designed for that goal. So I have been doing strength training plans on that app for the last year and a half. I run before I do the strength training. So I do strength training every day now that I work Mm -hmm. out for the most part. There's usually a, usually the training plans on that app only give you four days for Mm -hmm. the week, four days of strength. And I usually work out five days. So a lot of times on my fifth day, I'll just do like a three or four mile run. And that's pretty much my max run anymore is three or four miles because even on that third mile I can feel my knees they just ache so if my training plan for today like let's use today for an example it was just an ab workout like a core workout and it was only 12 minutes so I went for a 25 minute run there you go and then I did a 12 minute ab workout and then I stretched for like five to eight minutes yeah. And that equals about a 45 minute workout. And then some days the strength training um, is like a 20 minute lower body workout or a 28 minute upper body workout. Yeah. So I just structure my run before I like to run before because it gets my heart rate up. It gets my body warm. Yeah. So sometimes my run is a 10 minute run because I have a 28 minute strength yeah. training. Spouse so I'll run that. 10 minutes, do strength training for 28 minutes and then stretch for five to eight minutes. That's what it looks like for me now. Because yeah. I feel like being strong, it's just more important to me than enduring a long run. Yeah. So with saying that, with being strong, there's a lot of times I've heard this a lot um, where women especially don't want to do strength training, mm-hmm. do weights because they're like, well, I don't want to look muscular. Right. I don't want to get built. I'm not trying to look like the man and being all <laughs> bodybuilding and stuff like that. I guess talk about that theology a little bit and that little thought process because... Did you ever feel that way, like about weight training and what made you, what, what, what has changed your mind about it, I guess, because you say you like to do the strength training now? I do remember feeling that way about weight training that I was, I didn't want to look bulky. Right. And I was afraid that if I did 
too much weight training or strength training that I would get bulky. But in reality, you can, as a woman, if you really want to be bulky is not what most women want to do. No, defined. Defined, yes. Yeah, you get that definition. But even to have big muscles. Like some women, that is their desire to have big muscles. And women can do that. But for women to do that... They have to work really hard at it and have a very right. specific training plan in order to get their bodies to do that because right. women typically don't produce the types of hormones you need to get those larger muscles. Right. So once I probably just matured and yeah. did more research on my own about yeah. working out, I realized that strength training for a woman, it really just shapes your body. Right. And when I started working out at the gym, I I took a body pump class there that I really liked, which body pump is still a class that a lot of gyms offer. And it is a strength training class. And you can use, they use a bar and you, they kind of help you decide what weight to put on it. And I didn't use super heavy weights, even with the bar, but I saw my body change just from taking those body pump classes mm-hmm. because I was doing strength training right. and you're doing it kind of rapidly. So your heart rate goes up too. Yeah. So you're still getting cardio in there and you can still do some cardio before or after. Yeah. But that's, I, th- I think where it really started. I started getting my mind around the fact that strength weights training, aren't a bad thing. No, they're yeah. not a bad thing. Weights are not a bad yeah. thing. And I'm for sure not at any risk of bulking up working. Out <laughs> no, but at the same time you're still, you know, you're still not adverse to weights being a bad thing. No, not for at a all. woman. And the only weight, the the highest weight I have here at home to work with is 12 and a half pounds. So right. I'm for sure not going to bulk right. up with that. But even when you are talking about getting a home gym here, yeah. I do intend to use that and use a yeah. bar and use heavier weights because I think I'm kind of maxed out on what oh, most definitely. I can do with my body. I mean, I still get sore because yeah. I change my workouts up because I use Well, that's that high intensity stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so, and I'll, well, and I use different trainers on the app and different workouts on the app. And yeah. so I do get sore depending on the intensity of the workout or yeah. using a diff, doing a different move, even if yeah. it's a body weight move or I'm just holding my 12 pound hand weights, I can still feel it the next day sometimes. But I know if I could do 25 pounds or 40 pounds, like I was doing with body pump, I was, I want to say with body pump, I was probably doing like 30 to 45 pounds on the bar, depending on the workout. And I know that my body reacts well to that. that getting stronger it defines your body more oh yeah it does and it helps actually in that definition it's losing body fat Mm -hmm. it's you don't have to just do cardio to lose body fat you actually do burn more do lose body fat doing just cardio right you'll burn more if you add weight training to your regiment but yeah i think the stronger your muscles are then the more beneficial your cardio is correct and that's why i feel like i don't even not that I was trying to run to like look a certain way or anything. It was no, just no, more yeah, of a challenge of can I do this? Because I am interested in running. I do enjoy it. Our dog really likes to do it and she kind of motivates me because she has yeah. fun. It's a good excuse to put a podcast in or listen to an audio book yeah. for an extended period of time. Like I do enjoy those aspects of it. Right. But the weight training honestly is where I've seen the change. Yeah. And in the way I feel. Like right. I like to right. feel strong and i think as i get older that's more important because we do lose like muscle mass oh yeah absolutely whereas running and certain types of cardio like lots of jumping or lots of impact on your joints as you get older that's just not as sustainable like i know runners who right now 
are around my age who are regularly seeing physical therapists or regularly mm-hmm. seeing um, medical specialists and therapists who can help their bodies because oh, yeah. it is hard on your joints and it is hard on your yeah. feet. It's hard on your toes, like it, your ankles. It's just hard on different parts of your body. And I just, it's just something I don't want to get into. Right. Well, and that's where we go back to, like I said, we got to listen to our bodies um, because there are times when you have to change things up mm-hmm. to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And you mentioned the apps. That is the cool part about the era that we live in yes, because we we've got that. the internet, we've got apps, we've got everything else. So there is a good plethora mm-hmm. of things out there to allow the most average non-gym person, you know, somebody that just is such a beginner to be able to just okay, I'll go on and get an app and I can figure out, you know, what kind of workouts I want to do or what I want to do in the gym or at home or whatever. And I think that's really cool. And I think that's, you know, been a definite uh, advantage to the technology that we have nowadays. Um, And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I mentioned earlier, I had a Pinterest board of workouts and it wasn't videos. It was just like a workout chart, like a little picture of a workout chart. That told you yeah. what exercise to do and how many reps. But now you got actual yes. video of somebody doing mm-hmm. it, showing you how to do it, the right techniques, or you have a cartoon at least, at the very least. Yes, or you can YouTube it, like on the Pinterest boards. Like if there's a workout, it tells you to do like twelve reps of this oh, thing, yeah. and you don't, you're not exactly sure how to. So do you just it. YouTube you can what YouTube it's called. What it's called, yeah. and yep. you can get lots of different videos of people showing oh, yeah. you how to do it. So it's very convenient. It makes it very easy. I also don't mind working out by myself. I know some people like to have a workout partner and they feel more motivated. I've, I don't mind working out with other people and I've done that in the past, but I'm also very self-motivated, especially if I have a plan for me, I just need a plan. That's where the app I'm using now and I've been using for the last year and a half, it's called fit on the fit on app and you can get a free version of it, but it's very limited. There's not a ton of workouts. So I did that for a while and then I looked up how much it was to buy it and it's like 32 99 for the year. Oh wow. (laughs) It's like, Oh, this is definitely worth it. Yeah. Cheaper than gym membership. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I've paid for it twice now. I'm on my second year of it and it's so worth it. 32 99 and you get all these workouts and they put them together for you and you just do them right in your own home and they don't require a lot of equipment a mat and weights and bands and sometimes it'd be helpful to have a bench but i just use whatever i can lean on or yeah. well, <laughs> a, chair, we'll get there. a cooler in the garage the bumper of the car you know whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so this ended up being more about workout than just health well, we said and fitness, fitness. Yeah, and fitness. there is more to fitness so than working out. So there's more to that. So maybe in another episode, we can get into more of the, the health side of things. Like nutrition. Nutrition. Because that really is a big component. Diet. And that is something I try to think about, like my protein yeah. intake, eating my vegetables. Yeah. I'm we'll not, th- that's where we'll I get say there I'm fit-ish, a, yeah. because I, that's the part I struggle with, because I like peanut M&M's. <laughs> well, you look good, babe. I, th- I think you're more than fittish. Well, you're very sweet to say that. Thank you. So, I think that's a wrap. Okay. I think that's a wrap on the fitness. Well, everyone, I hope aspect you enjoyed our, of our lives. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it hearing us talk about how we work out. <laughs> yeah, or don't. Or don't work out. <laughs> or complain about being sore and hurting and mm-hmm. everything. So, hope you enjoyed it. It was uh, fun, just kind of sharing our story about working out and physical fitness, fitness journey, stuff like that fitness journey uh, fitness definitely journey. ever involved ever in evolving 
can't even say that word mm-hmm. process of that but and, and, and it's definitely going to evolve because like i said you know as as i get older i can see that change just happen happening harder and harder yeah. so we'll see we'll see what the future holds for it thanks for listening everybody we sure appreciate it thanks for listening peace out for the how-to gurus bye bye Thank you for listening to episode seven on how to be fit-ish or just our journey with fitness. Please subscribe, rate, and review the how-to gurus on your favorite podcasting app. If you leave us a review, we might read it here, just like this one from S. Greenwood. I love the realness these two bring to the table. So funny and so entertaining. Thank you, S. Greenwood, and thank you, listeners.